Do you want to be inspired by other brilliant business owners? Find out how and why they set their brilliant businesses up. Discover some of the triumphs and struggles they face along the way. If so, then you are in the right place. Welcome to the Brilliant Businesses Podcast. We interview business owners to find out their story and journey as to how they set their businesses up. We believe that story is an important way of making their businesses shine, and we share those stories on this podcast. Keep building those brilliant businesses. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to a Brilliant Businesses podcast. My name is Nick Bryant, and this morning I'm here with Suzanne Elsie. Morning, Suzanne. Morning. How, How are you? you? I'm good, thank you. Do we say Susie, Suzanne, or don't you mind? Uh, prefer Suzanne. Please. Okay, all right. So Suzanne is the founder of Furnishing Interiors, which is um, a leading interior design agency. Been going for over 29 years? Yeah. Wow. Um, and you've got a proven track record of achieving quicker property sales and also higher values for properties because of the interior design you do. Let's start with your, your, your story, Suzanne. Tell us how it all came about. Yeah, sure. Um, it, I started at the age of 15. I okay. did work experience with an interior design company um, and started to do my A-levels in art, but felt that it wasn't the right direction for me to go in Okay. Um, and had a chat with them. And they took me on uh, what would now be known as apprenticeship, but at the time showing my age now, was YTS. <laughs> yes. Um, so I, I basically learned from them, uh, worked there for 11 years and worked my way up the company. Okay. Um, uh, so I started at the age of 15 as a Saturday girl there, um, mixing paint on the Dulux paint right. machine <laughs> and cleaning the machine um, all the way through to uh, handling clients and designing projects for people. Okay. Um, when I when I left um, and left to move to other companies where they wanted to set up consulting um, within their companies. They didn't have it before. Right. Um, so I did that for two companies. Um, had learnt loads from them, quite a lot of how not to do something yes. or the things I didn't feel uh, were quite right for clients um, so that I can put, put that into my practice yeah um and my dream from the age of 15 was always to have my own showroom um with all the different schemes uh, on display yeah um and helping as many people as possible hmm. uh, be able to be comfortable in their home okay and if, if was that a high street shop or was that just a, a, a... no it wasn't actually it was a converted barn okay um, it was down lanes and okay. um it wasn't um probably the best spot from a walking past and looking in point of view but yeah. that wasn't why i went for it mm. um i needed storage i was working for a couple of big developers at the time yeah um as one of their contractors um and we needed the storage space, so it was more to do with with that. Yeah. People would come and come by appointment to mm. see us, mm. but most of what we did was always going into people's homes. Okay, um, so that was that was really how the business was set up because you need to see the lights, you need to see the layouts, you need to get a sense of people's personality. Yeah. So, do you have in stock like different sofas and stuff like that you can furnish? So. I used to when yeah. I had the when I had the showroom. I okay. did used to have that. Yes, yeah, yeah nice. beds and all sorts of furniture and accessories. And okay, things like that. So talk us through a typical project that you've that you worked on. Um, 
so there was some some great projects. One of my favourite projects was one that I did in Covent Garden oh, right. um, for a client of mine that I'd worked for on several occasions in their their other home, uh, which was more local to me. Um, and basically, they bought this um, split level apartment, um, and they wanted they knew they wanted to refurb it so they could live there. Um, and it was very very tired. It had been a rental property for a long time. Okay. Um, and so I worked with them, I designed it all, and then I project managed the construction team that they brought in right. um, and worked alongside them to get the, the pro- uh, sorry the project finished yeah, yeah. Um, and furnished it all, all the curtains, the blinds and everything. Um, and, and they still have that property now and love it. Oh, nice. Um, and yeah, we, we, um, we added a lot of value to that property when it was finished. Mm. Um, and the really, the thing I really love about it was um, we took the staircase out okay. because it the way it was uh, designed in the beginning was not particularly practical. Yeah. Uh, so I suggested we take the staircase out and have it so it turns the other way. Okay. Um, and on doing so, we discovered an old staircase oh, that wow. led downstairs. Oh, my God. So they, they, we put a little hatch in, so they had like a little bit of a storage cupboard that they could use as uh, like a wine cellar, oh, that's really which cool. I just thought was so cool. Yeah, yeah, that's really <laughs> Just nice. finding this like hidden gem. And when all the um, walls were stripped in the hallway, you could see it was in a fire. Right. Because it was all black and charred. Oh, okay. Um, so you just sense the history of a building, yeah, which yeah. I, I love. And if you never would have suggested changing the, the, the they wouldn't have realised, no, would they? No. So you obviously worked a lot with um, with, with with builders um, and yeah. other tradesmen with, within you know that that arena, yeah. which is obviously what you know. If we talk about Link ID, which is the business you set up with with Craig, yeah. um, and how that came about with you. Yeah, so I started managing trades by accident, actually. Um, It wasn't something I wanted to do. Um, I was very happy um, doing the designs and consulting with the clients and then handing it over for them to find the people they wanted to use. Um, And I'd I'd have people that I knew of that I could put forward names. But what I was getting increasingly was them coming back to me and saying, oh, could you just give him a ring and ask him? I haven't had his (laughs) quote or his invoice or... Do you know when he's coming? Or so I by default ended up being that liaison between the client and the tradesperson. Um, and then I had a client that was using multiple trades and she was getting in a bit of a mess with the finances and she was ringing me going, I'm sure I've paid this. And I was like, no, you paid that person? Okay. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. So it, it quite naturally progressed to me basically being the one person that the client dealt with and I sorted everything else out because I could manage the money. I could make sure the job was finished before I paid them. Um, And likewise, the guys knew that I was going to pay them on time when they'd finished um, and done any snagging that was needed. So it worked for everybody. It's almost like another skill set you've got on top of the interior design, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a translator, really. (laughs) Or mediator. (laughs) Yeah, like two sometimes. Um, I think sometimes um, where it was particularly useful for and I think Craig has mentioned to me um, before that this helped him mm. is a builder or a tradesperson has a certain terminology and language in their yeah, head right. that makes sense mm. and a client is on such a different page mm. um, and I think what I'm quite good at is, is understanding both perspectives and so I can literally translate what that means and what the consequences are yeah. so in a way that they can understand mm. um, and I think most of the miscommunication between trades and clients occurs because 
there's an assumption someone understands you and they're too embarrassed to say they don't. Okay. Or they think they understand, but actually they don't understand. Mm. Um, and I think that's where um, where I've sort of been able to slot into the middle. Yeah, yeah. Because even like you were saying earlier, um, lingo, if you like, you know, that, that builders yeah, may that use. Jargon, and, and Yeah, yeah and, the, and the consumer or the, you know, the person that's having the, the property developed doesn't understand that. No. Um, and that could be a breakdown in communication. Therefore, people get cross and things fall apart don't they yeah and mm. usually it's over the, the silly little things yeah. um you know a client expects every job to go smoothly all the time mm. whereas a contractor and people like myself know that actually that's less likely to happen yeah um, and happens in the minutest of cases <laughs> yeah. there's usually always something you have to deal with get round or there's options on how to do so and yeah. it's working out what is the most cost effective the best finish you're going to get etc to get over that that problem yeah um so so i think it's managing expectation as well as communication mm. going back to your uh, interior design skills so have you always worked in just you know single properties have you done like um is it just single people's homes just homes or has it been um other sort of no um i've worked with other developers yeah. where they've had like blocks etc so I've, i would go in and do show flats right. uh, where we yes. literally but they've built it and we go in and do all of the show flats. So when people walk in, they get that wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also work with um, clients who have their own property. Um, I've Sort of advise them on what the best thing to do. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Mm. Um, I've also worked in a hotel. Um, I've also done schools. So, yeah, it, it's quite varied. Um, I, I tend to prefer the residential hotel type um, okay. work. Uh, yeah. Other developers and doing show flats is great, but it's sort of like a standalone right. project yeah. that you do. Mm. Um, I've also worked with developers to actually – uh, pick um, things like what skirting boards are they going to use? Okay. What doors are they going to use? Yeah. And, that, and that sort of more, um, uh, just trying to think of the right word really. Just, <laughs> but but the, the things the that they need to put in there yeah. that, that they're not quite sure how what goes together, etc. Okay. Did you used to watch the old changing rooms and with Lawrence Sewell and Bowie? I did. What, what, did you ever see one and go, God, that's dreadful. I wouldn't have done it Quite like that. a lot that. of times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but it's good TV, yeah. but maybe not for Oh, uh, it's. For I'll tell you, that, that programme, you know, changed the whole landscape of interior design. Yeah. Uh, without a doubt and mm. not necessarily for the better mm. um but but people's expectation that you can get a room done in three days okay when actually they didn't even film it in three days it's it was spanned two weeks yeah right um you know people expected you know a decorator or any trade person to go in and do that job like like that yeah it made <laughs> it your life really difficult I bet. <laughs> I bet. thanks very much for that guys yeah. <laughs> um so you've moved into forming this company with Craig, which we're going to talk about um, in, in a short while, called Link ID. It sounds like a great sort of synergy of, of both of your skills. Um, if you, you, you started this business and you started working on clients, give us some examples of what, what you've been up to. Uh, it, within Link ID? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the way that... The, the, sorry, I'll start again. That's right. The way the collaboration came about was... Um, Interior design and my furnishing interiors business was always in a luxury market. Yeah. So whenever you have any um, doubt in the economy or anything major going on that's being spoken about, people stop spending on the luxuries. Yeah. So uh, the Brexit year 
um, really had a huge impact on my business. So mm. I had had work in the pipeline. I was expecting to have a real bump a year. Um, and they they announced the whole Brexit thing and then they kept delaying it, delaying it, yeah. etc. Is that a fire alarm? Sandy. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. We cut that bit out. Do you want me to start again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we just get, we, let's just roll. It's fine. It was a, sorry, everyone. It was a fire, fire alarm. alarm. Can't help it, can we? <laughs> um, so um, yeah, so Brexit hit my business quite quite hard. Um, I had six months of no work. I had yeah. to move out of my serviced office. Mm. Um, unfortunately, get rid of some amazing staff that I had working with me um, and scale everything back. Mm. Um, and I said, I said to Craig. Um, I think I'm going to have to go and get a job. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he said to me, you don't want to do that. And I went, no, I really don't want to do that. No. Um, and so he said, oh, what we need is a couple of investors um, and we'll we'll do what we want to do, which is you design it, I build it. Nice. And I was like, yeah, I quite like that idea. Yeah. Okay, let's and go and ask some people. Yeah. So we, we asked family first. Um, and we had two people that were happy to to back us. Okay. Uh, so they were our first two investors. Nice. Um, we... Um, we then were looking for the right project and Craig found that um, on an auction site. Okay. Um, we went along and had to look at it, happened to meet the owner who right. was hanging around next door, <laughs> um, went for a coffee and, yeah, bought that building or bought the plot of land so that we could do the building. Mm. Um, and we'd started the company, got the property, got the investors, etc. Uh, and with eight weeks, we'd started digging. Wow. Um, so um, it happened quite fast, mm. um, but it, it was absolutely the best thing that Re- we've ever done, really. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're really exciting at that point because you're absolutely. going your way then, aren't you? And yeah. um, you're thinking, great, thank God we, we've made this decision. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll talk a bit more about how that's all developed with you, with both of you um, shortly. So thanks, Suzanne. That was that was great hearing your story and where you, what you've been up to and how you got to where you are. Thank you. Um, so all Suzanne's details as is Craig's will be underneath the podcast if you want to get in touch please get in touch um, and um, we'll see you for another podcast soon thanks very much thank you thank you